0: Hello everybody, welcome to Secure Talk. Secure Talk is brought to you by Adequest, your cybersecurity and compliance partner. My name is Mark Schreiner and I'll be your host for this episode of Secure Talk. Today we have my friend, colleague from Adequest, Christoph Kuhl, joining us. Christoph is a cloud solution architect, has a ton of experience helping companies uh, migrate various Microsoft workloads to the cloud. And today we're going to be specifically talking about some of the um, the great features and functions And also some ideas and settings regarding uh, Microsoft Teams. Christoph, how are you today?
1: I'm doing fine. Hi, everybody. Good, good. Thank you, thank you for having me on the show.
0: Ah, it's that's my pleasure. Um, We haven't had Jan for a while. The last time. uh, I think that your episode is one of our leading episodes. You were talking about uh, autopilot that time, and I think there's been over five thousand downloads of that episode. So that's uh, that's pretty good. Hey, um, so so let's talk about Teams. Um, First off, I I, I want to talk about the the productivity features, and then later we'll talk about some of the security settings and um, security the benefits that uh, Microsoft Teams has um and then we'll we'll, we'll conclude with uh, talking about some of the workshops that uh, that Microsoft is sponsoring but maybe you could just give a quick overview uh, of what Microsoft Teams is and then we'll talk about some of the specific productivity tools
1: so in one sentence the Microsoft Teams is a is a collaboration tool so but it does a way more than just uh, chatting between uh, you know collaborators and team members it allows also to do some uh, to to do some meetings, to do some voice uh, calling, um, and to share files. To basically do whatever you need to collaborate between uh, teams and uh, different organization you know uh, 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 organization uh, uh, or so organization units. Um, this is like in a very short. Um, Uh, sentence that that, that what Teams does.
0: Yeah, and and we're going to dive into some of the specifics of of those um, things that you mentioned. Um, From my point, I I am always reluctant to learn how to use a new app. And there was a time about two or three years ago where I was just really getting fed up because it was like, okay, we've got Skype and we've got Jira, uh, we've got Slack, we've got this, that, and the other. And it was just... You know, every it seemed like every other month I was having to learn a new collaboration tool, new new communication tool, and they were not all integrated. Right. Uh, and in, right. and so I, we started using Microsoft Teams or I started using Microsoft Teams when I when I joined AttaQuest and the learning curve actually was very short. But oh, my gosh, the it was basically all those tools that I mentioned before. Integrated into one platform, and so it was like, "Wow, I don't need to go anywhere else. I just need to use this tool." But um, let's let's break it down, okay? So, for example, let, let's talk about. Um, sometimes people compare Teams to Skype. So let's just talk about the Skype-like features that are in Teams, and 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 what's the similar and what's different.
1: Okay, so Teams is designed to replace to replace Skype for business. So this is number one. So um, when uh, new customers buy uh, Teams um, and create a tenant in you know, an Office 365 tenant, basically they they don't have the ability to uh, you know deploy Skype for Business anymore. So Microsoft is trying to you know to uh, decommission Skype for Business at a worldwide point of view. So Skype for Business is designed to replace Teams. So which means that Teams incorporates you know all the different uh, features that Skype for business provides and especially the so instant live messaging so if you want to talk with Tom someone uh, either by voice or by uh, um, text you can do that in teams so you have a list of contacts obviously you can contact uh, you can contact anyone in your organization so like skype for business teams is connected to your uh, active azure active uh, directory so you have access to the to the um, you know corporate uh, directory and you can initiate a discussion either by uh, voice or by text or even by video with anyone in your organization. Um, yeah so this is the main uh, the main uh, the, these are the similarity between you know uh, Skype for business and teams
0: And Microsoft teams is on a on a, a different internet backbone is that correct?
1: Correct so yes. Uh, Microsoft uh, deployed and developed uh, a totally new uh, infrastructure Uh, uh, they don't use that they don't reuse any Skype for Business uh, you know back end infrastructure um, uh, to for teams to work so they are totally you know disconnected Um, this the main reason was security because Microsoft is all about security Um, and Skype for Business was secure but uh, Teams provide more security and is based on the Microsoft Graph API, which main, uh, you know, core feature is security. So, totally yeah. different platform, uh, even if there are some similarity in features and look and feel. Let's wait this way. And in my
0: experience, the performance is far superior to Skype in terms of call quality um, and consistency. Uh, yes. So, so. And then while we're on that kind of Skype parallel, because we'll jump off of that because Teams is much more than Skype or Skype for Business ever was, um, talk mm-hmm. a little bit about maybe the, the VoIP solutions that are available. I mean, so, you know, we, we've, we've had customers where we've taken them and they've, they've basically thrown all their phones away and they're, they're using t- Teams for, um, a, you know, a variety of different call scenarios, conference calls, um, you know, one-to-one calls, etc. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Right, so um, I mentioned that you can call someone, so you can have a Teams call, which, use, uh, which uses basically the internet you know, a connection, but you can also call, uh, you can also make a phone call uh, to anybody, so if you have the right licenses, of course, so, um, and um, uh, you can, uh, there is a, a dial pad uh, within Teams, uh, which allows you to uh, either join uh, by phone uh, a video conference or you, you can call someone else uh, you can call uh, any phone number uh, basically um, using this dial pad and have a conversation um, with um, someone else on a mobile phone so yeah. I and- mean Skype for Business was able to do that as well but it's also integrated into teams and in a more you know efficient and uh, uh, usable way
0: Yep. I think it's pretty cool because, um, you know, I'm in Japan right now and you guys set me up with a Japanese uh, phone number that just goes direct to Teams. And so I've got the Teams app on my phone. Uh, and if I get a, a call to that number, you know, I get a, an alert on my phone and there you go. Nobody knows. Nobody's none the wiser. They have no idea that I don't have a real phone number or actually I do have a real phone number. I just don't have a, a, a landline or a mobile attached to it. It just goes direct to, to Teams. Um, right.
1: And, and this is one key feature of Teams. Uh I think we will talk this uh, maybe a little bit later, but uh, you can use Teams on any device. So not not only on your workstation, but also on your mobile device. And you can connect your Teams phone number, your corporate phone number to your uh, mobile phone number. So if someone tries to call your corporate phone number, more, uh, phone number and you're not in on Teams, the phone call can be redirected to your uh, mobile phone and you can, you know, participate to a meeting on get the call wherever you are. Basically, you don't need to be in front of your computers. So, this is one key cool feature. That's very cool. Um, so, yes. in the, the the
0: chat, there's something called persistent chat, um, where it's, you know you could, you you have a chat with somebody and you that communication okay. stays open. Um, people, you can add people to it, you can um, drop people off, but you have this kind of yes. per- permanent record. Um, of, of the conversation. So it's kind of a, like a living conversation that can grow. Um, talk about some of the other uh, productivity features or, or some of your favorite features. I mean, there's a, there's a whole long list, but what are your, some of your favorites?
1: So uh, one of my favorite one is, uh, so as you can hear, I have an accent, so I'm French. Um, and one of my favorite features is the uh, to be able to translate whatever, uh, whatever is written into whatever language you want. So I can have a chat basically with a, a Japanese person, like a real one, he can type in Japanese, I can type in French and I would be able to translate what he says in Japanese to French, and he will be able to translate whatever I say in French to Japanese. So this is one, one of my favorite feature. Uh, so this is something that needs to be activated uh, on the admin side. Uh, but and it works really well. Um, I mean, we did some testing internally, and uh, yeah, it's it's fun. And uh, from a productivity point of view, it's really really uh, efficient uh, as well. So this is from a chat point of view, this is one of my favorite. one, one, uh, um, one other uh, another one is well the the capability to share file. So uh, you want you are chatting with someone and you want to share a file with them. You just drag and drop. You know, this file into the chat window, it will up, uh, it will upload, and um, your uh, your teammate will be able to open the whatever you have sent through the chat. Uh, will be able to, uh, you know, uh, open the document and have a look on it. So here again, very efficient for uh, you know a um, uh, productivity point of view.
0: Excellent, yeah. And I um I actually saw a demonstration last year at Microsoft Ignite where the presenter was speaking in Japanese, uh, and the, uh, they, they had subtitles to the presentation in English, and it was in real time. Um, I think they're using, they're probably using Microsoft Bing technology, but really, really impressive. And you know, some, it's not no machine translation is 100% perfect. Uh, but it gives you a general idea of, of, of what's being said. And, and a lot of times that's all you need. So that's that's pretty impressive um what about the the ability to share apps how does that work
1: all right so this is another core feature of teams um so we talked about uh, you know chat uh chat that's the chat part but we you can also um you can also uh, collaborate using specific apps so teams uh, provide uh, before that i have to explain a little bit. Uh, um, about how Teams works. Um, um, I mean, the, the the core feature, the core collaboration feature. So um, uh, when you when you sign in on Teams, you will see like a, a Teams icon, where you have a Teams uh, label. So the the Teams you are um, you, you can be owner, or you can be a member of these Teams. You will see also channels within these Teams. So it's a, a a group discussion basically. This is how it works. Uh, in each channel, you have a chat window. So basically, we can uh, collaborate and and send uh, you know a text message and and to discuss various topics on on these different channels. But you can also have, uh, add some apps. Um, and there are a bunch of apps that you can add. You can add, uh, for example, an Excel spreadsheet, a Word document. But on only Microsoft apps, you can add whatever you, almost whatever you want. You can have a, a link to a website, um, and uh, or other, you know, productivity apps. I mean, uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest one uh, are there and uh, available in the catalog, Microsoft catalog. So uh, right now, I don't exactly uh, how much or how many um, you know apps are available, but it's it's a few hundred. So you will find the right collaboration apps you want to use within your team.
0: Yeah, and then explain a, bit, a little bit. Like I, I really like at Adequest how we use Teams to organize information around various projects, various departments, um, and then we we basically create a library of information related to that. But it's. It's not just a library of information, because when you go in there, you also, when, when you open up that uh, particular team or channel, you you have access to all the chats related to what you've seen before, the specific apps used. Kind of explain how that mm-hmm. is structured.
1: So at AdaQuest, for example, uh, how the the way you do, we do it is like uh, we create a teams per org units. So we have... Uh, you know we have a teams for dedicated to finance we have a teams dedicated to hr we have a teams dedicated to operation um i mean yeah for, for example and within these teams we have different channels so within the so i'm part of operation obviously so within the operation uh, operation teams we have different channels and um, uh, we have a client channels where we discuss you know Uh, current projects or running projects. We have, um, uh, we have also um, uh, uh, channels about the different programs and services that we are uh, providing to our customers. And we will talk about this uh, later on, but uh, for example, we are providing cloud economics, uh, you know, solutions, or uh, we are providing uh, workshops for, um, uh, for our customers. And this is where we were we are uh, uh, we are store um, uh, you know uh, storing all the related documents uh, related to this uh, workshop or these services so if someone wants to uh, get access to these documents it just has to connect to the um, to the right channel go to the files tab and he will have access to all the necessary documentation. Related to the, the the appropriate service. Yeah, I, so I, this
0: is. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, this is usually how it works. So basically, main uh, teams uh, a yeah. teams per org unit because you don't want to have a lot of teams. Um, you want you don't want to be part of a lot of teams because uh, well too many too much information kills kills the information, and um, uh, you want to organize. Uh, your channels in a you know intelligent and clever way so teams for our unit and then uh, you select the the channels are basically the main topics uh in this uh, in this team this is how it works
0: excellent and then what about inviting or or being participating in teams uh outside your organization or inviting people from outside your organization to participate in Teams in your organization? How does that work?
1: Right, so this is a guest access feature basically. So Teams allows you to obviously, well, uh, collaborate with um, team members within your organization but also outside your organization. So what what happens is you can, so it's a, uh, first it's, a, it's a admin uh, settings, you can block or allow um, people within your organization to invite external people so external I mean guests so uh, first you will have to have a, a discussion uh, to do you know if you want to do that or not so if you decide to allow guests in your organization um, the invite uh, an external uh, person is really simple when you create a, a channel and a teams uh, when you create a teams you will have to basically list the team members. So you will have to add, well, the, the, the members of this team, and you will just have to add the, um, you know, the email address for this external person, and it will be automatically added into these teams. So from a security point of view, um, the guest has a limited write, um opposed to a team member. Um, so this is something that you can also uh, configure, you know, in the Team Timing mean Portal. You can limit the uh, what a guest can do because, well, he is from the outs from outside the organ- organization. So potentially he could, well, he could have access to sensitive information. So you can give him only read access, or you can give him a little bit more, um, you know, um, uh, power and. He could be, for example, be able to modify documents. So what you have to know is when you add a guest in a Teams, an account, a guest account will be created in Office 365. So um, uh, here again, it's uh, it's a strategy to be discussed uh, within the IT organization because um, uh, if uh, any users can basically add uh, a guest. You can be, you can end up with a a ton of guests accounts in your Office 365 ev- environment. So you may want to control that uh, before you open up, you know, uh, for everyone to be able to add guests. Well, that that that, yes.
0: that that yeah. brings up the, I guess, it leads us into the security. Uh, portion of this discussion, because, I mean, you know, you're talking about sharing information, you have these persistent chats, you've attached documents, you have access to apps. Um, and, and then, you know, and, and, and people are aware that, for example, there have been some issues with Zoom out there, uh, the whole Zoom bombing mm-hmm. thing. And so some companies, organizations might be reluctant to, um, to fully take advantage of some of these benefits of Teams because of the security concerns. Maybe you could talk a little bit about some of the security features and then maybe also some best practices when using Teams um, or other collaboration tools. Go ahead.
1: All right. So like I said, so Teams is it relies on the Microsoft Graph API, So, which, which native core uh, feature is uh, security. So you, you cannot access this Graph API without you know, the right and proper credentials. Um, also, uh, Teams is integrated in the Office 65 world. So meaning that, um, uh, well, the, the integration integration with the Azure Active Directory is native, and the security feature is also native. By security feature, I can give you some examples, um, like MFA, like conditional access, um, or set uh, service reset, uh, reset password, that IOTT, everything is controlled basically by the the different tools that Microsoft is, is providing in the Office 65 and Microsoft 65 world. So it's not a third-party tool which lives on its own, which is with with its own, you know, security controls. No, it's the uh, everything is managed and controlled by by the Microsoft technology, basically. And um, Microsoft is now one of the leader in security solutions. In the last, uh, you know, Gartner quadrant, Magic quadrant, the endpoint uh, management solution for Microsoft was one of the top one and top five, and Teams relies, you know, on these uh, security controls. Um, so we I, we can talk about more MFA and conditional access and uh, st- stuff that you can enable in, you know, in Teams. And for example. Um, yeah. And, so, and just, and been- just let,
0: let me cut in for a second. It's funny because um, yeah. I mentioned F- MFA to a couple of people who actually work in security roles. And at first um, they said, MFA, what are you? And, and I said, oh, multi-factor authentication. Oh, two-factor authentication. And it's so funny because we, we spend a lot of time, not all of our time, but a lot of our time in the Microsoft ecosystem. And MFA is just, that's a, a go-to term. But uh, some organizations who are outside or not so familiar with the Microsoft ecosystem, they will refer refer to it as two-factor authentication or multi-factor authentication, etc. But uh, yeah, please please continue.
1: Yes, it's the same to fa or MFA. It's the same concept. Uh, Microsoft is using MFA because you can have multiple ways to uh, have this second factor. And actually, you can enforce to have more than two factors. That's why it's multiple, not only two. Um, But anyway, so, uh, yeah, logging to Teams is uh, controlled by identity. I mean, the identity management. And um, uh, one of the core security want to access uh, a tool that, you know, um, potentially has access to a lot of sensitive data is, well, uh, identity. So you have to have a strong and secure identity. So in order to prevent, you know, uh, suspicious logins or... uh, MFA is one way, not the only one, but uh, one way to uh, well, uh, ensure that uh, the one who's logging is the one, the real person and not someone else. So you don't rely not only on your password to log in, but also on a second factor. And uh, it could be a text message on your mobile phone. It could be a phone call uh, or it could be a, an authentic, authenticator app. This is the preferred method. Uh, basically, receive a, a notification on your phone saying uh, approve or denied the the login. So it's it's fast and it's uh, secure because you are the only one to have this phone, not not somebody else. So the the only person who can basically validate your login is you because you have the phone. Um, conditional access so uh, is also another. Uh, Way to secure uh, the um, you know the um, the access to Teams. Um, you can uh, basically conditional access is a set of policies that uh, um, the, and the rules that uh, dictate the way uh, you log in. So I talked about MFA just uh, like a minute ago. Uh, you may not want to MFA every every time you log in into Teams. So for example if you are in logged in uh, onto your network uh, corporate network it's a it's supposed to be a safe place so anyone who tries to access teams from this safe place maybe it's not necessary to mfa so conditional access will basically dictate these rules that when you are on the uh, logged in on the corporate network you don't need to mfa when you are on vacation uh, in another country uh, log in uh, from you know uh, another device that is not managed from your organization. Maybe in this case you want to uh, you know make sure that the one who's uh, logging in is uh, really uh, one of your users and not somebody else. Uh, and Microsoft provides a tons of uh, security consoles and log analytics on this one. Um, uh, so yeah, I can talk. I can talk about this uh, this feature for uh, for a long time, but this is not the topic today. Uh, but conditional access, what I want you to say is conditional access is basically um, here and is designed to uh, control the uh, the access to teams.
0: Yeah, no, it's a, so it's a, here it's a, again, it's a it's a great feature. It, it can be kind of annoying sometimes, but. Um, you know, I, it it detects am I using like you said a, a a company-owned device or my own device? It detects where I'm at, and and those policies are once you set them in place, um, it just it automatically enforces them. It's 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 a very good tool. What are some of the other features uh, built in to to protect data and et etc. Uh,
1: so SSPR, but this is not dedicated to Teams uh, necessarily um uh, dedicated to teams i mean this um, Well, you you, you like mentioned said,
0: sspr just just so we make sure that's a self service password oh, yeah, reset sorry. right
1: yes yeah, yeah, sorry. And, yeah
0: uh, no no yeah no no it's it, but it's important because i mean studies show that um it support teams it's anywhere from like 30 to 50% of their time is is spent on helping users to reset their forgotten or locked passwords and you know the SSPR self-service password reset just makes that just takes that problem away basically. But yes, you want to correct, yeah. And then you were going to talk about some other cool features, security related.
1: Uh, well, um, what I was about to say is like uh, everything is is loved. So you have uh, the thing that you didn't have. I mean, you have a, 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 a portal, Skype a for Business portal, dedicated to manage from an admin point of view. Um, so you have the same for teams. Um, you have an admin portal and uh, with lots of um, ways to create policies and um, in order to control and secure, you know, uh, how the teams are created, how they are managed uh, by team members, what are the different, what, you know, what are the different, uh, you know, different permissions for each role because it's also role based. Uh, uh, As I mentioned before, there are three main roles in Teams. So we we have the the owner of the Teams that is is able to do some stuff. Um, I mean, he can create Teams, he can add members, he can uh, obviously have the read and write permission on the Teams. Uh, You have members uh, of the Teams that have uh, different permission as well, and you have guests. Um, I have to mention that there is also the admin role who can control and can have, can do um, and can do also some um, uh, operation and uh, management on teams. but admins don't have access to the data uh, which are which is published you know in, in teams. So this is <laughs> important. So um, to notice. so only uh, owners, team's owner and team's member see the data which is shared in teams, not the administrator. I mean, the administrator can delete the teams if he wants to, but he, he doesn't have access to the data, which was kind of possible before, you know, uh, in Skype for business.
0: No, that's, that's, that's a great feature as well. Um, well, you, you've been, or we've been actually, um, uh, giving or facilitating... A couple different workshops, uh, Microsoft sponsored workshops related to Teams, both on the productivity side and then on the security side. I mean, and uh, could yes. you talk a little bit about? I mean, I think God. I mean, we've been given maybe in the last two months, maybe we've done close to twenty-five of these uh, in Brazil and also in in North America. Can you can you talk a little bit about um, the two different workshops and and what you know? what they achieve what they help organizations achieve
1: so yes we actually provide so as of today so uh, you know almost july 2020 it may change in the future but as of today we provide two kind of uh, workshop dedicated on teams uh, we have a secure work uh, sorry a secure remote work workshop and a team's workshop a collaboration workshop so the the collaboration workshop is basically um dedicated uh, and explains how to uh, how to use team and how to deploy teams um within an organization so it goes to the different features so the what i said so the chat meeting calls uh, etc and it's focused uh, more for end users and um, and, um, it's more focused on the functionality of Teams and how to use Teams Teams in the in the, the most efficient way. And the secure remote work workshop uh, is also focused on Teams, but more for the admin side uh, of it. So it's more dedicated to uh, the you know the the IT role that will basically manage uh, Teams um, um, Teams. Uh, when it's deployed. It will also explain how to deploy from a technical point of view, teams in the most uh, efficient way and the most secure way. So this is, this is where uh, we will go over an assessment with them, just to make sure that uh, they are eligible for the uh, uh, um, an efficient teams deployment, uh, because well, there are some requirements uh, to deploy teams, uh, network requirements, uh, just to mention this one, If you don't have the right bandwidth to deploy Teams within your organization, you can be in trouble. Teams won't work correctly, Um, and also licenses—you know—requirements. Well, you have to have, you have to be licensed to uh, to use Teams, and yeah, we can go through uh, the different requirements uh, for these licenses as well uh, if you want to. but yeah, these these are the two main you know workshops that we propose. So one more dedicated for end users, how to use Teams, and the other one so secure remote workshop, uh, dedicated more for admins where uh, we explain the best practices to deploy Teams and uh, to secure it.
0: Yeah, and these are you know full day workshops. Um, they're as I mentioned sponsored yeah, by I think- uh, sponsored by Microsoft. Uh, m- I would say the majority of companies out there, 150 people or larger, qualify uh, for sponsorship. But we need to confirm that. But if you are interested, you can get in touch with us, um, and and we can see if your organization qualifies. And if even if you don't qualify, I'm sure we can arrange something something for you, um, send you some great documentation and videos, etc. Uh, and and even have a call and give you some you know some pointers. Uh, you mentioned licensing, and just just to be clear. How does it work if I'm using Teams and I want to invite somebody from outside my organization or inside my organization, but they don't have a Teams license? How does that work?
1: So it works. <laughs> okay, important. that's important. So, <laughs> so, so they don't have to. So if you want to invite someone to participate to a, a Teams meeting, they don't need to uh, uh, have uh, to be licensed to Teams. The one who initiate the Teams or create the Teams meeting has to be licensed. This is the requirements. So basically, on the other side, so the the person who is not licensed, so uh, uh, so this person will receive an email, an invitation by email, and clicking on a, a link, basically, um, it will uh, it will open a web browser, and it will give uh, the options to join uh, using the web app, and uh, there there will be no need to enter, uh, I mean, to uh, to validate that. Uh, any licenses, it should, we just ask to enter the, the name and that's it. Excellent. So, so it works.
0: Excellent. And then I think there are some really attractive offerings for, uh, for schools or educational organizations uh, as well as nonprofits. So, you know, if, you, if you're working in one of these organizations, because what we're seeing, and I, I guess we probably should have started the conversation off with that is one of the reasons that we're talking about teams is that we're seeing so many organizations that are forced to work remotely right now right and i think that's been a huge driver and they're saying okay so how are we going to work remotely how are we going to study remotely um there are other, there are some other options on the market but as we mentioned before you, they tend to be a bit fragmented you know some of them are good at uh, video chat some maybe are good at file sharing but if you if you want a all-in-one collaboration tool um where can we go and 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 especially if they already have if they are already on office 365 et cetera. so we've been i mean just so busy over the last 3 or 4 months helping to enable these companies to do remote work and teams is a huge part of that um but yeah what have you seen in terms of schools and non nonprofits
1: uh it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to switch to a, a collaboration tool um uh, everyone. I mean, yeah. I mean, and, and Teams is obviously uh, a key, uh, you know, uh, uh, a main target here. I mean, it's a perfect, uh, it's a perfect tool uh, to work from home. I'm currently at home uh, and talking to you in Japan, so I'm in Seattle, and we have this team conversation uh, without any problems. And uh, Microsoft, from an education point of view, provides uh, tools to uh, help. You know. Um, 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 well, educational, uh, f- um, I mean, uh, industry organizations, organizations, and, yeah. organizations thank you, um, to, well, uh, to um, teach remotely. So what I didn't talk, and what I didn't mention before, is basically there's um, there are different ways to create a, uh, a meeting. So there is a, a live meeting where you send an invite, and everyone which is invited basically has the options to to talk and to collaborate, to share his screen. But there, there's also a, a cool feature which is called live event, where where um, it's it's kind of different uh, they, because when you create a live event, there are some a presenter and moderator, so there are different roles involved. And the participants to the meeting basically are just here to watch what's happening. They can interact, but with um, very few, uh, uh, they can uh, interact if the moderator wants them to interact. Uh, so, for example, they won't be able to talk, but they, would be, they, will, be, uh, they, they, they will be able to uh, ask questions using a Q&A uh, uh, message, uh, a pen, for example. So uh, in the edu- educational world, so this is w- this would be the preferred way, you know, to to teach remotely. So to create a live element, so the teacher could, uh, you know, uh, give his talk, and uh, the, um, the the students would in re- in return just ask questions. Um, we had multiple, you know, questions. Um, on how to efficiently use teams because we we had some examples where a teacher were using just a regular meeting um you know features to uh, uh, to uh, uh to teach and uh well what happened is the some students were you know not uh, not um, not muted so there were there were background noises and uh They were sharing their screen. I mean, there were some different stuff happening that were disturbing during the the class lessons. So using the live event feature prevents this to happen.
0: That's excellent. And um, it it may sound like that we're up here trying to sell Teams. Um, It's not about that. I mean, we just see that there's a, a, a very large number of organizations are either using Teams or moving to Teams. And it's, so it's a, it's a really relevant topic, especially on, on the context of secure talk. We we want to talk about the security features, and we've done that. But uh, but to be sure, um, you know we we eat our own cooking. We, as Christoph mentioned, we uh, we're using Teams for this call right now. Christoph's in the uh, the Pacific North, Northwest in the Seattle area there. I'm in, uh, in Yokohama, Japan, right outside of Tokyo. Uh, and I, as far as I can tell, we haven't had any issues on this call other than my uh, verbal gaffes. But uh, it's, uh, it, it, it's a pretty cool tool. Um, if you'd like to find out more, get in touch with, uh, with, with AttaQuest. Um, you can find Christoph or myself on LinkedIn, or you can go to the Adequest website, uh, and, and, and you know, you, you, even if you just need some documentation or best practices, uh, you know, shoot us a message, and, and we'd be very help, uh, willing to, to help out. Um, Christoph, I, I really appreciate your time. Uh, any any closing thoughts or comments?
1: Yeah, like you said, if you want somebody for more information um, about Teams, I'll be happy to to answer them. But yeah, it's a very hot topic um, right now and uh, uh yeah three years ago I was not you know I was not super um, happy using teams but I'm totally convinced now I mean it's, it's I cannot live without it <laughs> my my number of emails are um, are decreasing so this is one other you know side, good side effect um, before I was using emails just to uh, to communicate basically with my team members now I'm just using teams and that's it it's so excellent so much powerful and efficient way to work
0: excellent well Christoph, i really appreciate your time and uh thank you so much for for being on secure talk
1: thank you so much mark